You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And this week we're going to be talking to Ron Himes, who is directing Don Trell, Who Kissed the Sea, which runs from November 10th to the 21st at the Nebraska Repertory Theater. Normally we do talk with Ron about his background, some of the stuff he does, but that is not nearly enough time and enough justice done no. to the stuff that this man has done so we're going to give a little a little quick bio and it's and, very and, quick there's and, more online yes, for we, sure we are merely just scratching the surface of this man's accomplishment so let's just start with this ron himes is the founder and producing director of the st louis black repertory company which has developed a national reputation for staging influential quality productions from an african-american perspective He has produced and directed more than 100 plays at the Black Rep, including August Wilson's The Piano Lesson and the Black Rep's own I Remember Harlem Too. His acting credits include starring roles in Joe Turner's Come and Gone, Robert Johnson, Trick the Devil, Sty of the Blind Pig, The Meeting, When the Chickens Come Home to Roost, Bozeman and Lena, and I'm Not Rappaport. Just a few of his directing credits from theaters across the country, so the rep isn't the only theater that he has partnered with. Ain't Misbehaving in Fences from the Clarence Brown Theater in Knoxville, Tennessee. The Colored Museum and Blues for An Alabama Sky from the Indiana Repertory Theater. Flying West with the Delaware Theater Company. For Colored Girls, People's Light and Theater Company in Philadelphia. Riffs at Seven Stages in Atlanta, Spunk Spell Number no. 7, and Radio Golf from Studio Theater in Washington, D.C., One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and I'm Not a Rappaport from the Old Creamery Theater in Garrison, Iowa, An Enemy of the People from Perseverance Theater in Juneau, Alaska. Now, in 2003, Himes was appointed the first Henry E. Hampton Jr. Artist-in-Residence at Washington University, a joint appointment of the Performing Arts and African-American Studies Departments. He has received numerous honors and awards, including the St. Louis 2004 Heroes Pierre Laclede Award in 2004, the Arts and Education Council's Lifetime Achievement Award in 2001, the Better Family Life's Creative Artist Award in 1997, the St. Louis Black Repertory Company's Woody Award for Best Direction from 1994 to 1997, an honorary doctorate of fine arts from the University of Missouri-St. Louis in 1993 and from Washington University in 1997, and the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Life and Legacy Award Mm -hmm. from the National Panhellenic Alumni Council. In 1993, the Ron Himes Scholarship Fund was established at Webster University in St. Louis. How much fun has it got to be to either be a student or one of the equity actors that is working with Ron and his team? It's got to be absolutely fantastic, As and they are currently working on Dontrell Who Kissed the Sea, and that is coming up very soon. Uh, Listen to our What's Happening podcast to find out when it's coming, but I'll tell you right now, it's coming November 10th to the 21st at Nebraska Repertory Theater, and... 
Here's Ron Himes. And we are here with Ron Himes, who is the founder and producing director of the St. Louis Black Repertory Company. Thank you, sir, very much for meeting with us today. Well, thank you for having me here. It's Welcome. a pleasure. Welcome. So we were just commenting, you were the founder of yes. the, the St. Louis Black Repertory Theater. Yes, yes, yes. I founded it as an undergrad at, at Washington University in St. Louis. Wow. How exciting for you to see it to come this far today. 45, you said 45, 45 years. This, yeah, we're in, we're in the midst of our 45th season, yes. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever think it would become that? Yeah, it's something that you guys started 45 years ago. No, you know, I tell people, you know, it was just sort of one day after another, and then, you know, it was a month, and then it was six months, and then it was 12 months, and then it was five years. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are celebrating a fifth anniversary, then a tenth anniversary, and uh, we're happy that we were able to come out of, you know, the COVID shutdown. Yes. Right. And we opened our 45th season with a production of Lynn Nottage's play, Sweat. Wow. Oh, cool. Excellent. Oh, how neat. Yeah, I yeah. wish I could go to St. Louis. Yeah, no, not everybody came out of the pandemic, and thankfully you guys made it through. Yeah. And yeah. it's nice to see. And all through the pandemic, you know, we did work with the Nebraska rep here. Uh, we did yeah. a lot of virtual work, and we streamed a lot of our work here to Nebraska audiences. And, uh, you know, we could tell now from sort of our mailing list and even our donor base that, you know, people in Nebraska were very receptive and um, have been supportive. Yeah, there's, yeah, and we were just talking, man, there is a lot of theater up here, more than I ever expected. I moved here from someone uh, somewhere else and folks up here are super supportive of the arts and theater. And so it's no surprise that that's exactly what you found. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you have. We have two Missourians on uh, on yeah, the podcast. We, today. Yes, we do. That's right. <laughs> but uh, uh, now, normally I like to ask when we meet somebody new, "How did you come to the theater?" Well, we know you're the founder 45 years ago, but you were already, I'm assuming, thinking about theater before you ever got near college. When did you start to think about and get involved uh, Actually, with I never thought about theater until college. No way! I never acted or never had any real interest in doing theater until I was a second semester junior in college. Wow. And, uh, of course, a couple of girls dared me to audition for a play. <laughs> and I oh. did and uh, got cast in a play called No Place to Be Somebody. Okay. And uh, was pretty good in it, had fun, and uh, said, okay, I told you I could do it. And um, I think the next thing I did was one of their senior thesis projects, senior thesis directing projects. And um, then when I graduated, well, we in the meantime, we started this student group on campus um, because they and some other friends of mine who were theater majors um, African-American students who were theater majors were not being cast by the theater department. Mm-hmm. And the okay. theater department wasn't doing any work by black writers. And so they just couldn't figure out what to do with those students. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess it was easier for me not being a major and not having to worry about any repercussions. I said, look, if they're not going to cast you in place, let's just start our own company. Right. So nice. we started a student company on campus and that student company evolved to become the Black Rep. Wow. Okay. I got to know, though, what was your degree before this? Business administration. Really? You're going to yeah. go into business? Right. Uh, well, I well, thought okay. I was going to be an accountant, and 
Upon graduating, I realized that theater seemed like it was going to be more fun than counting other people's money. Right, exactly. <laughs> Started as a count and ended up in the theater. That is fantastic. So, so you do have an introvert side, because that's, that would be more me. I'm also a business major. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was it. And, you know, it was very helpful in the early days. You know, I was able to... You know, do our budgeting, do our books, yeah, really do write helpful. grants, and do all of that work until we got to a point where we were able to have some staff. And I really feel like theater is kind of a cause. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a type of activism as well as art. Oh, definitely so, was for us because, you know, sure. it was, you know, an act of activism to say, look, if you're not going to give us opportunities, we're going to create opportunities. You make your own. And right. the thing I said is that, you know, as students who pay tuition, it meant that we should have access to the facilities on campus. Absolutely. And so we started the group and we started putting in applications to use different spaces around campus. Campus, and we performed as regularly as we could in as many spaces on campus as we could and built a reputation there. And then we began to perform on other campuses and uh, then into community centers and places in the community. But, you know, within a couple of years, the core of us students had either graduated okay. or moved on. And that was sort of me with this company that we had started. Yeah. And... Um, I decided that I would try to keep it going. Right. That's, that is so neat. So, so um, now, is it still affiliated with that university or? or? Oh, yes, yes, oh, yes. Okay, uh, okay. Right. So when we founded the student group, the student group was called the Phoenix Theater Troupe. Okay. okay. And, uh, but when I got ready to try to incorporate the company, um, Somebody already had a name, Phoenix something. Oh, okay. So then I incorporated as the St. Louis Black Repertory Company. Okay. And I tell people company because I was a business major. Yeah. You know, so I didn't name it sure. the Black Repertory Theater. Right. I, I wanted to start a company, and the company I started happened to do theater. Theater. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, so uh, we started the company at uh, the student group at Washington University where I was an undergrad. Um, then we... For 10 years, we were uh, at a location in North City, which was uh, called The Miracle on 23rd Street, our theater there. Okay. Then we moved into the Arts District, and we were in residence in the Arts District for 20 years. Okay. And then we had to leave that space, and we went back to the university. Oh, man. So we've been in residence at the university for the past seven years now. Okay. Our offices, all of our rehearsal spaces, our shops are in university buildings. Okay. And we are, you know, have come full circle. Wow. And so you've had this partnership with the Nebraska Rep for several years as well. Right. This is ending yeah. the second year. I was here, I think it was 2018, 2019, I directed Dutchman oh. okay. here. Okay. And then after that, you know, of course, the shutdown happened. Mm -hmm. And then all through the shutdown, we worked together, as I mentioned, doing projects virtually. Mm -hmm. And um, we developed this uh, project called Hashtag Real Change where Nebraska Rep is, you know, looking at itself and, you know, trying to address issues yes. of equity, diversity, and inclusion. Yeah. And I've been, you know, a willing partner and fortunate to be in a position to work with them yeah. trying to address some of these issues. And, yeah. you know, a couple of the culminating things that have come out of our collaboration is me being here now mm. directing Don Trail, Who Kissed the Sea. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll be back in the spring to do a devised project with the students called uh, Traveling Shoes. 
Oh, good. Yep. That's right. Oh, and yep. oh, the Device Theater in the spring. Yeah. Yes. Neat. Yes. That is neat. so neat. That I love the Device Theater that the rep does. Yes. That, that'll be been neat. Don Trell, who kissed the sea. Been reading just some reviews on it mm-hmm. and and some initial stuff on it. Um, Fairly I, new play. Yeah. What twenty fourteen or something? Right. So mm-hmm. yeah. modern play. Um, and I'm trying not to spoil it. She actually gets to go see it. Yeah. Uh, I know for sure. I was. Gotta go see it. I can't get out of rehearsal. Ah. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, she's gonna get to go see it. Yep. So I'm very jealous. Um, <laughs> but uh, I didn't want to read too much and spoil it. Uh, this uh, sounds like an absolutely amazing play. It sounds fantasy like. It sounds like a fairy tale, but mm-hmm. it's very much dealing with reality and about a young man sort of. Coming of age. Coming of age mm-hmm. and looking back into his past and trying to find a way forward. It sounds absolutely fascinating. I was trying not to spoil it for her while we were reading about right, it because right. she's going to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all of that. It is. And, uh, you know, I've got an incredible team of artists uh, who are working on the project. Um, Peter and Marjorie Spack are doing projections. Uh, Asia. Okay. I'm going to get in trouble now. Hey, I, just, I don't remember all my last names here right now. <laughs> I'm bad, uh, terrible. Asia, Asia, the lighting designer, okay. is actually a uh, UNL alum. Oh, okay. So it's great to have her be able to come back and work on a show on the rep stage. Uh, Daryl Harris is a guy who worked, has worked with me probably 30 years in St. Louis as the costume designer. Okay. Uh, an MFA student, Emma Hofbrauer, is the scenic designer. And uh, Jackie Sharp is the sound designer. And my wife, Heather Beal, is oh. the choreographer. Oh, how neat. Oh, so, nice. So, yeah, it's music, it's movement, it's dance. Oh, it's uh, lots of uh, eye candy visually. And as you said, it's a wonderful, wonderful story. There... There seems to be a lot of themes, and I'm I'm trying to talk about it without spoiling it because it right. sounds really yeah. cool, and yeah. I don't want to ruin this for anybody. But yeah. um, well, I, I'll do it quick. Yes. yes. So okay. You'll so Don Trail. Yes, right. it's about Don Trail is is a very bright young student. He yes. is getting ready to graduate from. He just graduated from high school. He has a full ride to Johns Hopkins University. Yes. But he's been having these dreams, these recurring dreams, yeah. and he's, the dream is of him seeing someone who he believes is an ancestor because in his dream is someone who looks exactly like his father. Mm-hmm. And uh, in his dream, this ancestor on a slave ship making the transatlantic journey mm-hmm. at some point decides to jump off the ship, jump overboard to his death in the ocean. Dontrell is now determined to go find his ancestor hmm. at the bottom of the ocean. Sure, sure, which is and so the fairy there, tale the, right, and so the journey begins. Yes. See, oh, I'm so mad I can't go see this. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't be dead because. Well, no, but that's the fairy tale aspect. Yeah. So, so as he goes to sea, he sails to sea. He's he's going back maybe into his past or or something. It's all very symbolic, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and it's it's exactly the kind of thing I love. It's, it's, <laughs> it sounds like fun and and to be. It sounds. I mean, wonderful. it sounds like it's it's got a good message to it. Oh yeah, as well. and you know, there's a love story in it. He meets a young lady who uh, actually saves his life uh, as he's trying to teach himself to swim. 
because, you know, that's part of the quest is that he's got to go, and he's mm -hmm. determined that he's going to go, and he's going to find the spot where he thinks his ancestor jumped overboard, and oh, he's wow. going to go and, and dive there okay. and go underwater and wow. try to find him. go find him. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there are, uh, you know, stories that um, there are bones at the bottom of the ocean from the west coast of Africa all the way to the Americas mm -hmm. of people who, um, Africans who did just that, who refused to yes. make the journey and jumped overboard. And so for Don Trail, it's very logical and it's very feasible and he is a very determined young man. And so he makes the preparations. As I said, he meets this young lady who uh, saves his life as he's trying to teach himself to swim they immediately realize that they are soulmates, and she begins to assist him in getting the things that he needs to make the journey. Make the journey. So it's a play about, it's a love story, mm -hmm. it's a fantasy, it's a history piece, um, yeah. and it's about family. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and speaking of family, you, you got to be here with your wife working together. Yeah. That just worked out perfectly. It did. It did. It, except for our two kids who are back home without me. <laughs> <laughs> Having a party right. at home. Right. <laughs> who, are, who are with Granny and there we uh, go. are doing well. But, you know, thank goodness for FaceTime and, yeah. yes, you know. Uh, the Internet does help sometimes. Yeah. So you and your wife normally work together then? We have. Yeah, we've been working together more and more. She's a choreographer, a dancer and a choreographer. And so, uh, of course, she's, I've directed her before. And of oh, late, okay. we've uh, worked together as director and choreographer on a number of projects lately. That's neat. That's cool. So you, you kind of have to interrupt your season at, for St. Louis at St. Louis, or do you have somebody else at the helm while you're here? Well, no. Actually, our company is just going on. There's a show in rehearsal uh, now. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the shows that we send into the schools. It's a play called Singing, Stamping, and Shouting Home, yeah. which is sort of similar to this. It's about a young, a young woman, a young girl coming of age okay. during the Civil Rights Movement, cool. and who finds out that she's a great, great, great descendant of Sojourner Truth. And oh, so, wow. Okay. Uh, so I have a guest director at home, and all of our staff is there supporting her, <laughs> and uh, that production is being mounted. But our next main stage production will actually be Don Trail. So part, okay. again, of this collaboration with the Nebraska Rep is that I would come here and direct this production here at the Rep, and then we will move it back to St. Louis, and it'll be our January show. Oh, wow. So you could always just come to St. Louis there to see it. There you go. It. I might have to. Yeah. I might have to. Are it's you going to take state. the same actors and do it there? Are you going to recast there? Well, or? there are three professional actors in this production here. Okay. And then four students. It's a cast of seven. Okay. So we will take the three professional actors with us. Okay. And then we'll replace the students in St. Louis. Cool. Oh, that's great. And so the students here get to work with the professional actors right. as well. And yes. I know we've always talked about and how we really like that here because we feel like it, it really helps them. Oh, yeah. And I've got, you so. know, four very, very talented students students who are doing a great, great job. As a matter of fact, the other, I looked at uh, my lighting designer and I said, you know, a couple of these, I could just, you know, if, if they'd let them go next semester, I could take them with me. Yeah, they're doing a really good job, but, you know, we, uh, we will recast those four roles yeah. in St. Louis. Yeah, well, and so valuable because then, I mean, the students get to work with folks like you, mm -hmm. I mean, who set up 
his own theater company yeah. <laughs> and runs his own theater company, and he gets to come in and you, yeah. with all of your experience, and direct these young folks. Um, I think this is just such a a, a wonderful arrangement that well, they have here that that they bring professionals and people mm-hmm. with such experience like yourself in, mm-hmm. and ev- everybody gets to work together. Right, right, I just yeah. it's it's so cool. And, and I'm just curious, you know, what messages? So I think I mean I think this partnership is so good for probably both of you. Probably getting good things out of both sides of it. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Do you feel that that's part of the way to make the change that needs to be made in theater? I think, I think it's, it's a really great avenue for it. Yeah, I think it's certainly a step in the right direction. For sure. You know, I think that, you know, the first thing that's important is what uh, the Nebraska rep did, mm-hmm. and that is to take an assessment of themselves, to look inwardly, to see, you know, basically what they said to me was, we looked at ourselves and saw that we weren't who we wanted to be. Yeah. And so um, I said that, you know, when they asked me would I be willing to work with them to address some issues, I said certainly, you know, so we, if we formed, we've, in the past two years, we formed a task force uh, that is comprised of um, members of the rep, members of the Johnny Carson School faculty and student representation. Uh, of course, we're led by Christina Kirk and Andy. Yes. Park, who are the heads of the rep and the and head of the theater department here. And so we've just worked diligently trying to address issues, trying to make sure that the rep is um, looking at its programming, looking at the artists that they hire, mm-hmm. uh, looking at how they service the students, which of course is the most important part of the Johnny Carson School of Theater is serving the students. And so I think that our collaboration has put some things in place and we're continuing to evolve our relationship. And I think that as we do that, uh, hopefully we all come out the better for it. Right. And do you think there's a plethora of plays that, that you can derive you know, that are, are the type of plays that every theater should be doing. Oh, certainly. I mean, I don't know that the Nebraska rep has ever done any August Wilson, for instance. And, uh, you know, the most prolific American playwright of the 20th century, you know, with a canon of 10 plays in his American century cycle. Yeah. So there are all those plays. Uh, as I mentioned, I just directed Sweat uh, by Lynn Nottage, mm-hmm. uh, the only woman to win two Pulitzer Prizes in drama, Sweat being one. Her That's other right. play, Ruined, won uh, Pulitzer right. Prize, and she's got a host of plays out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are two of you know my favorite writers. So there's certainly a body of work out there. You know, Dominique Morisot is, you know, a hot playwright. And so there are plenty, plenty of playwrights out there and plenty of work. And then there are plenty of playwrights out there to develop relationships with in terms of commissioning and developing new work. Yeah, I think that's really important. Yes. How neat. I I wish every theater could do that. That would keep you pretty busy, though. (laughs) (laughs) So it's nice that the rep can do that. I, and I know we've we've talked before. There there are certain plays that, um, you know, you you want you don't want. To, when he does a play, it's it's our life for mm-hmm. like three months out of the the, the cycle. It's sure he's for in sure. his mindset. That's who he's doing. That's where his mind is. And 
So I know that some of the, the really dramatic plays could actually be kind of taxing if, 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 we're, if we're doing just a, a mm. really serious play. Mm-hmm. Um, some actors might find that taxing t- to have to live for three oh, yeah. months. So, I, so there's a balance, don't you think? Or like a good balance of being able to tell the story that people need to hear and then also finding stories like this one that has something that, that is kind of has a different side to it, kind of has that fantasy oh, yeah. side well, to it Well, you know, well. I, I think that, you know, one of, the, one of our missions at home is to make sure that we're doing work that is relevant and speaks to the community. Yeah. And I think that this is a piece that does that. And I think Sounds that like that's it. the best kind of theater, you know, that can address current issues in the community, that speaks to the community about things that are relevant and pertinent to them. Yeah. Well, how lucky we are to have you as a partner for this. I think it's really great. I hope it continues. Yes. Well, it's been great, and I hope it continues as well. <laughs> well, thank Wonderful. you very, very much for talking yes, with us about thank you. Don Trail, Who Kissed the Sea, and you're doing another one uh, over here in oh, the Traveling Shoes in the Spring, but Don Trail will Don run Trail from November 12th through yeah. November 21st. Mm-hmm. Oh. At the Howell Theater Man. in the Temple Building, uh, the Nebraska Rep. Wonderful. Thank you. Enjoy All your right. time here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.